and welcome to the J-Train Podcast. It's J-Train, Jared Freed, coming alive from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, and now I'm going to turn around. Keep telling a friend. Keep, keep telling a coworker. Keep telling a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Anyone with ears will take them. I'm very excited to have our next guest on the podcast. She is an OKP, original key player. This is not her first time. She's back again. I love having her on. Ida Rodriguez, thank you for coming on. Hey, it was, you know I love being here. You know that your white boys follow me and they, they give me so much love. <laughs> listen, and they better keep giving you love because I, I love it. everything you put out. You have a Netflix special that's out right now so everyone can get can literally turn on the TV. And get involved with what you're doing because Ida's so funny. And you're doing, I want to make sure we get through the plug stuff first because we want to get right to the emails. Go follow Ida on Instagram, at Funny Ida, at Funny Ida. It's going to be all over my Instagram. I'll be pushing her out. And you got a new podcast. I want you to explain. It's a visual podcast. I want you to explain what it is to the listeners here so that they know how to get it and what they're getting into. So what we do is we talk about, uh, it's called Truth Serum, uh, the weekly wrap up on Fridays. And what we talk about is social issues from a, from not a political, not taking a political stand. Mm. Like we, we just have conversations about our social issues from a perspective of people of color, of women, progressives, all, everybody. Um, I've had Republicans, Democrats. I just don't want, I don't want anybody coming there to lobby for a political party. I just want to break down the social issue and talk about what it, what it is. Cause I think that's, everything's become so politicized. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. But that's why I love your stuff. I love everything you post on Instagram because, um, especially right now there's, there's like two different, there's the person that you can kind of tell they're doing it for like, they're like stopping for applause. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like and racism is bad yes. and it's like whoa and it's like please take my flywheel class and it's like okay I, I don't know how those connect but you're not doing that you do it so funny and so like I genuinely like love the the perspective you come from and how it's just so real and like and funny yeah. you know I it's love, all yeah. it, I listen the funny thing is there's not going to be a mass exodus of anyone in this country, right? Black people mm-hmm. aren't going anywhere. White people aren't going anywhere. Latinos aren't going anywhere. I mean, some of them are, but, you know, like everybody's, it's just for the most part, we got to learn to live together. And I think that being real about the things that have happened is okay. But this performative thing about just driving the, the, the crucible, I don't want to participate in that right now. Like, yeah. I just really want progress because the truth is, is there, there, there are a lot of white, white poor people who are struggling and suffering and may, may not even be aware of how bad it is for them because they have this cognitive dissonance. But I just think that we, the, the political parties have become like the Red Sox and the Yankees. And I think, sure. people, you know what I mean? The people who participate in that, Usually it's, it, it, it becomes about something else. And for me, I care about people. So I just, I just want the world to be a better place, America to be a better place for the people who live here. And so I just, I'm not interested in, in uh, there are a lot of people who get a lot of checks to promote political parties, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you see, right? They're ruining follow the, the country. Follow the money. Right. So for me, it's more about just really rallying and talking about the issues that affect all the people who have to live in this country. And, and, and whether we're talking about health care or we're talking about police or we're talking about we, we got to be able to have conversations within nuance. Right. So yeah, now this whole yeah. thing, 
you know, because people want to condemn a centrist. I don't consider myself a centrist, right? But mm. I don't, I don't, I, what I want to do is have a conversation in the, about the whole issues because everybody's not an extremist. But, so, you know, sorry to interrupt, but even okay. that label of a centrist, that is someone putting you in a corner and yeah. trying to get a team against you. They're making yeah. you, they're making you the, you know, the, uh, not the Red Sox or the Yankees. They're making you the, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays. They're yeah. like creating another team yeah. so that their team, it's, it's, it's truly bizarre, but that's why I love bringing guests onto this podcast. Like, you know, the emails I get are stupid, but they're, but they're some, fun though. but they're fun. And there's someone's, are stupid as someone else is serious and that that's kind of an important thing when you look at it you go yeah this is an important issue to this person and we're gonna laugh about it we're gonna have like an interesting conversation about it and it's about different perspectives but then it's like you know in in the way that we try to answer emails like when you're talking about something that's quote-unquote political you know when you come at it and you go well let's open this up someone some people are just against opening it up because opening it up will will ruin their cash grab and their take and it's like when you talk about something as sensitive as abortion right when you talk Mm. about pro-life and pro-choice I'm not going to go fight somebody because they're pro-life that's their Mm. prerogative and their choice I don't want you imposing your beliefs on me and I don't want to impose mine on yours. But it just just because you think that your moral stand on the issue is the right stand doesn't mean you get to impose it on somebody else. Right. When we talk about legality. Now, if you want to get you want to make laws that condemn people because they don't agree with your moral stand. Now we got an issue. And so for me, it's like. I'm not going to go around shitting on women who are pro-life. They believe that for their religious reasons. They have their mm-hmm. own personal reasons. Whatever it is, I have to respect that. And if, if I can't respect that, then I can't have a conversation about abortion. But because that's, then, you know, it, it's you also know under, understanding that what you said is so important. It's like they came to that spot for a certain yeah, reason. And absolutely. it's like so, so many times we, we see people at the spot. You know, and we go, yeah. well, fuck that spot. And you go, well, we'll look at their background. Look at how they yeah. came to the, you know, it, and so again, these are all so nuanced. These are, and I, yeah. so it's, it's, and, we every, have, and they think I, would just, I hate to cut you off, but please. I also don't want to treat people as like case studies because, you know, she arrived at being pro life because she's been Christian her whole life. The, the thing is that if you want to, if you want to talk about liberation and justice and equity and, and freedom, then you have to say, well, Whatever she arrived at, that that's her prerogative as an American, mm-hmm. and she and I respect that. What I don't respect is people trying to oppress others with their moral beliefs. Yeah. So you know what I mean. And so that's yeah. where that's where we have these issues because I, I also respect a woman who is pro-choice, and that's yeah. her, her her thing. But you know that. But to go around like shouting in people's faces because they don't agree with what you agree with, you start looking like the little kids in Lord of the Flies. Kill, kill Biggie, kill Biggie. And we have to stop doing that because now we can't even have conversations with people who disagree with us because when we have conversations with people who disagree with us, we think that they're... Now, if you if you see somebody you know, got lynched and you, you're like, well, there are two sides to this story, then maybe you're a bad person. But, sure. There are there that that is, you know, nobody wants to see someone get molested. Nobody wants to see someone get raped. But but that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is we are having everyday conversations with people. And based on their beliefs, we are condemning them. And I don't want to do that. I I am exhausted. Well, that's why a show like yours is very important, because even as 
Well, I appreciate that. But I, even as like an innocent bystander, the like podcast let us to talk about these issues and you get to listen in. You get to just listen yeah. and no one's talking at you. So I, w- I would love everyone to go check out. It's called Truth Serum. Yeah. It's it's West Coast, 12 p.m. every Friday. It's in the bio for uh, at I, uh, Funny Ida, at Funny Ida, in her bio. I'll be pushing it out. It's going to be in the description of this of this episode, too. So everyone go check it out. Are you ready to go answer some emails? You ready yeah. to get into and, this? And, and this is what I want to say about your podcast and why it's sure. important. Because like when people are getting into this snobbery about, you know, well, Patton Oswald is necessary, but why is this part... Comedy is a spectrum and we need all of it, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm doing all this heavy uh, stuff today for Juneteenth. This is the highlight of my day. Oh, I, I appreciate you know I, mean? I was hoping I, it would be. Yeah, I get to relax. <laughs> I get to have fun conversations. I get to laugh. Like, I, I can't talk about this shit all day long. I will I will have a heart attack, you know? Like, is, I will, that's, what, that's what we're here for. It's put yeah, people's it. brains on the shelf. Well, this one's it. actually, this is a little bit different for us. Boyfriend, last name. Are you ready? Hi, Jay. Thanks for Freed by Noon episodes. I've been with my fiance for four years, one of which was long distance, him in Denver and me in Salt Lake, and spent the entire quarantine with him. Because we have lived together for a couple years, we have brought up the marriage conversation. Well, if they're already fiance, uh, we have brought the marriage conversation up with my nudging, LOL. He proposed two months ago. We got into a huge fight when I told him that I want to keep my maiden name. I am in my early 30s, have established career, and think it's archaic. He, being the breadwinner, was brought up to that he pays most of the bills and expenses, which we agreed on, and has brought up that men and women sacrifice different things for relationships, and this is one of them. Jared, is this an excuse for cold feet, or do men get offended if women don't want to take their name? Ida, what do you think of this situation? Wow, you know, you guys should have had this conversation before you got engaged. Right. <laughs> like, it, 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 <laughs> it is a weird thing to be like, hey, I want to get engaged, nudge, nudge. And then he's like, will you marry me? And here's your new name. You know, like, yeah. what? Like, because the thing is, is, this is not about name. This is about philosophy, right? This is mm-hmm. about them having different perspectives on what marriage means to them. So sure. people, a lot of people want to get to the, the to the marriage and when you're nudging and you want to get married for whatever reason, you think you should be married because you're this age or whatever, then mm-hmm. you have a certain, you know, like if you already having a fight about that, that means you guys have different attitudes about what marriage is and you should have a conversation about that. I, I agree. It's usually the fight isn't about the thing. It's about like the 10 layers beneath the thing. Like yes. the, the idea, like I don't mind if she's like, these this name things archaic like that doesn't i'd be like okay i I get where that comes from it's kind of weird that he's like i'm the breadwinner and i shall have my name shall be on everything i pay for it like that is like kind of a line in the sand that is like him avoiding the actual conversation like when you put her her saying that he's the breadwinner is aligned with the thinking of a woman who would give up her last name. So, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even, even, even describing him that way, you're Instead like, well, of saying he pay, he covers. Uh, what, you know, the split is that because he makes more money, then he covers most of the expenses. But when you call somebody the breadwinner. That's 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 archaic as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's true. It's like, you know, when you say that's really interesting. When you say the breadwinner, like, have you signed up for everything that would make this guy believe that you would take his last name? 
You signed up for the ring. You signed up for the, you know, the, the wedding party, the day, you know, all these things that, and then I would understand from his perspective, you'd be like, wait, what? What if, what if, it would be funny. Like I grew up seven day Adventists and they don't, they don't wear uh, rings because okay. the, a ring is a sign of vanity. So what if he gave her a watch and it was like, <laughs> we're going to exchange watches because a watch is the utility and a ring is vanity. Like and, imagine. And, and a ring is archaic. Like he yeah. could say the same about the ring. He could go, <laughs> you know, you could go watch on YouTube about how like rings were invented. Like the diamond ring was invented by like De Beers or something. Like yeah. you could go, watch that whole you can go get the history on that and go but again when you're having that conversation with your significant other then like do you even know each other at that point that's the the bigger you just put it you just said it all right there it's like you word you don't want to use you don't want my name word you got a problem with (laughs) What have y'all been talking about? You you live together. You got engaged. You nudge for marriage. Do you even sure. know what marriage means? Because marriage is not about rings. It's not about names. It's not about that. It's a whole big deal where you have to live your life with somebody and share everything you know with that person. You guys are not ready for marriage. And it's also about compromise. So like yeah. the idea that like this con like. A compromise conversation doesn't yeah. involve someone going, well, I pay the bills. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, yeah. it's he sounds little, like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> a little bit. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Hello Tushy. It's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. Imagine jumping in the shower and not turning on the water, just wiping your body with dry paper. People would call you crazy. So why wipe with dry toilet paper instead of washing with water? For years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. But now there's Hello Tushy. I got to say, I have Hello Tushy. It has, I don't, I used to be a public bathroom user. No, 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 I'm saving it now. I'm waiting for that big, it's like taking your tussie to the car wash. And I got to say, you're getting the luxury package. Because if you go to the car wash, you're like, just put it, put the car through. No, 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 Your ass is going through the special wash. I, I, I I love Hello Tushy. I love what it's done for me. Also, you're using less paper. Like I, you know, when you wash, you don't use as much toilet paper. Do you know that? So you're saving money. This is a money saver, which is crazy. These are, it's like uh, penny, penny, stupid, dollar, smart, whatever. There's a saying for this, but I, I would say that some of us are playing chess and some of us are playing checkers. This is playing chess because you'll go from buying a toilet paper, you'll go from a toilet paper roll a week to a toilet paper roll like every two or maybe a month. It's insane. And also, you feel better when you leave. There's no 10-minute period of like, did I get it all? Hello, Tushy. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So, So just... Go to your Amazon. If you use Amazon to buy toilet paper, go look at how much you've spent in the past month and then cut that by 80%. Those are dollars in your pocket. With Hello Tush, you don't wipe at all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to hands-free poop experience. Uh, And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. 
Join millions of happy HelloTushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to HelloTushy.com slash JTrain and get 10, 10, 10, 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to HelloTushy.com slash JTrain for 10% off. That's HelloTushy.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Ida Rodriguez at Funny Ida. Go, 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 go. Follow right now. Truth Serum. That is the visual podcast. Get involved right now. I love Ida. Dating while living with parents. I love okay. it. I love that you have your Park City hat on, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I, I was... <laughs> it's my uh, opera ski it's my drinking hat um such a big fan proud tickler of the taint by telling everyone i know about you and sharing your podcast and tweets thank you thanks for all the amazing quarantine content i moved back home with my parents in april to save some money to buy a house next year and also to help take care of a sick parent i would like to start online dating again after a six-month hiatus and i'm curious about the best way to date while living at home i'm 32 year old female and while i know there's there's no shame in getting my finances in order and getting my shit together. I can't help but feel a little self-conscious about dating and bringing this up to dudes that my parents live down the hall. Any advice on how to bring this up or suggestions of what to tell guys would be much appreciated. Can't wait for bachelor season and all the ha's. Uh, sincerely, how the fuck do I get laid when my parents are my roommates? Ida, what do you, what do you think of this situation? Well, I think that, first of all, there's no shame in anybody who's trying, right? Mm -hmm. I I believe when people are trying, you don't shame them. Um, If you're an independent woman, listen, there are, you can rent Airbnbs. You can, you don't have to have sex in a house with your parents down the hall and be awkward. Sure. You know, and truth, the truth be told is that while you're dating, you don't owe anybody any explanations. You know, you don't start it. You don't get into explanation mode until this, that person becomes something to you where you want to have a conversation and say, hey, this is my life. You know, ironically, and I'm, I'm going to sound like a shitty person right now. <laughs> I didn't tell people about my kids when I start dating them. And it's so, not because I it's not because I'm ashamed of them. It's because I'm scared of pedophiles. So before I, you know what I mean? Like before I say I got a daughter at home, I, yeah. I want to check you out a little bit and make sure you're not a fucking creepy ass dude or woman. So well, how old are your kids, Ida, if you don't mind? Oh, my kids are older now. They're, 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 they're young adults. Yeah, they're, they're so early they're, Are they, were they dating while living with you? Were you dating while living with them? Like how did that scenario play out for you? It, yeah. Either or. Yeah, no, I, I, and that's why I can relate to that situation. I dated outside of home. I never brought mm. it home, right? Like okay. uh, to me, when I got divorced, I didn't want to bring, a, you know, I don't want to bring a man into the house around my kids and and confuse them about. I'm I'm not one of those moms like this is Uncle Dave. Like sure, I didn't sure. in that, right? <laughs> you know, like so. Well, that's that's actually important for her to hear because it's like. You know, you can date, you can be a single fun person without bringing, you know, going, well, these are my roommates, mom and dad. Like, you don't have to go down. Like, I I agree with you where it's like, there are options. Um, If someone becomes serious enough over these casual times that your parent, you know, your living situation becomes a problem, then you and this person work it out. Like, I, I don't think... I live with my parents while I get my finances in order is like a runaway situation. Most of these guys are meeting you trying to figure out how to get you to a bar to have a fun and flirty time. 
She also sounds like a good person. She sounds like a good person. She's trying to get her finances together and taking care of a sick parent. Like any guy who knows he's an asshole. (laughs) Like you don't want to date somebody that's like, whoa, she's a loser. She's Uh, taking care of cancer. What kind of bitch is this? Like get away from him. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, I, I think a lot of people are like afraid of losing the things they don't have. So she's like, whoa, what if, what if, what if? No, no, no. You go on the dates. You go, I'm living with my parents. It's actually, and I would take it from the standpoint of like, it's so weird. Like, I, I think like it's actually an interesting dating conversation. Oh my God, I lived, uh, like if, also you sell the future. When you're dating someone, those first few months, you're selling them on the idea of what you'd like to become, what your yes. goals are, what your aspirations are. So if you went on a date and you're like, I live with my parents, I kind of like it, I'm going to be here forever. I would, yes, that's a different conversation that that to me is not attractive but if i was on a date with someone that goes you know what i'm with my parents now it's fucking weird i'm taking care of one of them because they're actually sick which is really sad but this is really nice to be on a date right now because it's like gets me away from that um i'll move out whenever that kind of comes but for now this is the situation and it feels like i'm 14 again i would be like okay conversation started it's interesting it's nuanced Uh, yeah i think it's a non worry j train podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com when you hate the host are you ready <laughs> if this is about me i'll be very depressed um i have a friend that i do not get along with isn't that an interesting thing do you have a friend that you do not get along with <laughs> yeah my boyfriend <laughs> yeah <that's, laughs> let's call him john Okay, this is from a woman. John and I are part of a larger friend group of about a dozen people. We all graduated college almost a decade ago, so we really don't see each other that often anymore. Weddings, birthdays, and usually two or three summer events. Even though I do not like John, nobody knows this because it's partly rooted in us hooking up several times, even though he has a girlfriend. The plot thickens. I don't like him because I feel that he has lied to me and manipulated me. He told me he wanted to apologize to me months ago. And when I said, okay, apologize, he insisted he wanted to do it in person. Then when I finally agreed to meet him, he said he would let me know when and never followed up. Oh, wow. When I asked him what was up, he said work has been crazy, to which I don't respond. Now he tries to act like everything is fine and it's annoying. But that's not my problem right now. Well, it sounds like it's your problem. It sounds like uh, my problem is that he decided he is going to host a 4th of July barbecue. A bunch of my friends are going to be there, including friends from out of the state that I would really like to see. He invited me in a group chat with others, but I don't know if I should go. It feels odd to go to his house and accept the hospitality of him and especially his girlfriend. However, I feel like I'm only punishing myself if I don't go because I'm missing out on a fun gathering with my other friends. I could easily avoid him even though it's his house. I would love to hear your thoughts or insight. Right now, I'm kind of deciding between two options. One, go and play pretend. Don't really talk to him and ignore the awkwardness. Two, reach out to him and tell him that I'm still waiting for an apology. I would appreciate a text over uh, over meeting in person, which I never wanted to do in the first place. And if he doesn't want to, it's fine. I appreciate the invitation, but then I'm not comfortable, so I will not be attending. Looking forward to your thoughts. Ida, what do you think? White people should shit <laughs> that is the this epitome is, <laughs> this is a this is a hilarious 
J Train Podcast email. This is oh, like this is our bread and this is our bread and butter. I know there's a pandemic. I know oh, that yeah. there's uh, <laughs> racial inequality. I know we're protesting. But listen, there's a Fourth of July barbecue where I have like right, kind right, of right, a right. weird thing going on with one of the guys that I made out with. But I, I appreciate the email. I I, I understand the pro. Do you, how would you handle this? So first of all, what I want to say to her is first of all. Girl, he's not that into you. Like they mm. wrote a book. There's a movie. What do you want? Why? What? What is an apology gonna do? Like that's a lot of times that people people get caught up in this this fake closure that they need when they know what they really need to know already on in the inside, and they just don't want to face it. The reality yeah. is, he John doesn't respect her. He's already hooked up with her. He doesn't respect his girlfriend. So I don't know why would you think he would respect you. What do mm. you want from him? Host your own barbecue, girl. You don't have to, you can't buy com- your own hot dogs and invite a your competing friends. barbecue. <laughs> or, I mean, not a, a competing one, but why would you want to be in the presence of someone that you've allowed to make you feel the way that you feel? Because you're allowing him to do it. You're volunteering for this, right? And the truth yeah. is, is that you really, it feels to me like she doesn't really want to go to this barbecue because she wants to see these friends, right? Because it's really about the the situation that she feels with John and it's all it's going to do is make her feel bad to be mm-hmm. in the presence of somebody who she who doesn't feel like he owes her an apology cuz you don't have to prompt that from someone and two he's going to be there with his girlfriend like why would you put yourself in that situation that sounds crazy I I I agree Sorry. with uh, no uh, no you're perfect I think what you said about her waiting on this apology but she doesn't want the apology I think there's like a thing where it's like you're not a martyr in this situation like no. you you know you have lo- I, I, speaking to the emailer because I appreciate her email but okay. she has she has lost con- she's not driving her own car no. like this guy is driving your uh, emotional state which is like you you kind of have to take control of that vehicle and if i were her i would text the guy hey like i i I think like where's my apology like you're not his mother he's not going to learn from this you're not going to get said where's my apology like it's very (laughs) annoying (laughs) you know like and i and i mean that in a loving way because i i understand why she wants the apology but like you're checking a box off. I, I agreed with everything yeah. you were saying about like this like fake closure. You know how you get closure? By telling this guy how you fucking feel and going, I don't need your text back. I'll be, and, and I'm just letting you know how much you hurt me. Take yeah. with it and, and end the story yourself. Don't wait for someone else to end yes. the story for you. Like That's, You I, get I, your power back. You get your power back when you do yeah. that. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and listen, and I think that with, because I don't want to feel like I'm condemning her. I just want her to wake up. The, my grandmother used to tell me was the difference between a victim and a volunteer is that the victim cannot walk away from the situation. Mm. And so I think that when you allow yourself to to continuously be victimized by somebody who apparently doesn't have respect or decency. What? 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 You got to consider the source. Like, why do you and, want an apology from somebody like that anyway? It doesn't mean yeah, anything. And he's not thinking of this situation in the way you're thinking of it. He has found most people rationalize things to make themselves not a evil person. Right. Like we have all done things. All of us. Nobody's yes. innocent. That's all right. of us have done things that were like. 
embarrassed of or hurt or or we've I, there's many things in my life where I would go back and go I would do this differently I would be a better person there I'd be a better person there but when you you know you kind of the way you get over that the way you live and wake up every day is by going well I'm not a bad person because I did it this way so this guy is doing some sort of rationalization where he doesn't even know the magnitude of how you feel about it. You're saying you wrote this email. You're like, we hooked up while behind his girlfriend's back, and then he expects me to come to his girl to his party. He might go, well, we weren't really together then, and you and I, we always had this thing. Like, I don't even think he realizes how you feel, and that's probably what hurts her the most. Is she's like, he doesn't want to like if he thought like again this like fake closure. If he thought an apology would get him off the hook, he would have done it. Yeah. Like if he thought it was an important thing that you'd go, well, now we're perfect. He would have done it. He now he doesn't realize it. So I, that's why I think she needs to like, I think she needs to text him, write it out, write what makes you feel better, write it for you and go yeah. and, and just say, Hey, I am really fucking hurt. And I also think you can offer him retribution. I'm not, you know, this is the end of this talk. I'm letting you know, I love my friends. I want to see my friends that day. And that's why it hurts me that you're having this big party and you don't seem to realize how much you've hurt me in the past and how you're separating me from my own friends. And then right. I think after that's been out, I think the party discussion becomes different. Like I think yeah. like maybe at that point. point, maybe at that point he goes, she goes, oh, it's off my chest. He doesn't own, he doesn't run me anymore. I can go to this party. But maybe she says that and he doesn't respond you know, in a way that even accepts this, this text right. or the responsibility. Right. And then, and then you go, you feel even better about not going to the party and you say, Hey, I'll be out later that night. Like if I were you, I go, if you, and at that point I go, yes! I'm out later that night. Come meet yes! me out. I'll be at this bar after the barbecue, yes. the, the people visiting J train podcast at gmail.com. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Features. I will say to you right now, I am wearing my Features. I am looking at them right now. They are the most comfortable sock I've ever put on my feet. They literally hug your feet. They, I, I, I used to be the person that'd be like, who, who, who follows left and right sock? I'm following it. I have bought into the Features experience. I wore them. I'm in Florida right now. My mom saw them. She was like, look at those cute socks. And I go, and, and then we had a 10-minute sock conversation with my mom. And we're, like, discussing. I'm going, the technology, it's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. It feels so good. And she's, she was like, I got to get them. I was like, you have to get them. These socks are unbelievable, and, and they fit like a glove. And, and I love that they've thought of everything, even that little back section that gets the um, – that you get cuts from. That's – they have a little – there's a little extra padding there. They've really thought of everything and you didn't on something you didn't think needed thought at all. You know, your socks right now if they're stretched out, if they don't if they slip down your feet, it's time to get features because your day is improved. I put these on, I put my sneakers on and I go, "Wow, I have a hop in my step." It has targeted compression and anatomical design. Like you never thought the word anatomical would be involved with your socks, and these people are thinking about it. Plus, get a lifetime guarantee. Features are so durable and long-lasting that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no question asked. And the best part is this is a family-owned business that's been passed down from father to sons. 
Their mission to create products that help you achieve your personal best. So, CY Features has quickly become the number one running sock in America. For listeners of the J Train podcast, you can receive $10 off your first pair of features by going to features.com using code J Train. That's $10 off your first pair when you go to F E E T U R E S dot com and enter a promo code J Train, J Train, J Train at checkout. Again, that's features.com. Use my code JTRAIN for $10 off your first pair of features. These are the best socks I've li- literally ever put on my body. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com at funny Ida. Go, go, go. Truth serum. That is the visual podcast. Go, go, go. Okay, let's get into quarantine confusion. I ended my 10 month relationship. I just ended my 10-month relationship I had with my boyfriend and want your perspective since I never got, quote-unquote, closure and not sure what went wrong. What is this closure thing? Do you... I, I've been there before. I know what it is. And it yeah. is... It's, you know what it is? It's bondage. It is, it is a way to hold on to something in the, under the, the, the label of getting closure that you, you haven't reconciled within yourself. Because the truth is that really... The closure you get, you give yourself closure, right? When mm-hmm. you're done, when, when you're done with someone, and all of us have, have been to that point, yeah, it, you don't give a shit what that person has to say anymore. You yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. hear it, and so the 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 closure thing, it's it's bondage. And when once you acknowledge it, you can deal with it. When you start being able to say, I I don't what it. When somebody does some, I was with a really whack dude, right? He mm-hmm. did some horrible things to me. And I remember being in my closure thing. Like, listen, I was writing these, these whole, like, you know, uh, these whole essays, like, you know, and you did this. And you, I was hoping that at some point that it would appeal to his consciousness. And he would say, you know what? I'm so sorry. He was a shitty person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I it, mean? He's to this day, he's never been able to face me with an apology because he's not a good person. Yeah, so, I, 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 and and also like, what's he gonna teach you? You know, like it, like a lot of people are like, well, why did it? And like for a lot yeah. of people, like the closure is like, well, why don't you want to be serious? And it's like they're not gonna look at you and go, well, thank, finally you asked. Um, your <laughs> <laughs> your laugh sucks. Your fashion sucks. <laughs> like it's that's not you're not gonna get notes that you can yeah. make this better okay let's read our email here's the backstory mid-march i was freaking out about being alone in my nyc apartment when quarantine began i made the decision to go home to my parents house because my boyfriend uh was pretty sick at the time and it didn't seem like we'd be staying together anytime soon i tried really hard to keep communication going during our time apart with facetime sexting and online games as quarantine extended it seemed like our calls were less frequent and every time i tried to facetime he was never available i seriously felt like he was avoiding me on purpose and it made me feel really anxious i told him a few times how it made me feel and he told me he wasn't feeling himself these days and that he feels bad that his actions or lack thereof made me feel this way we took a break at the end uh for the month of may i thought the space would give us both some clarity my boyfriend lives with two other guys in an apartment so i'm not sure what kind of influence they have on him since he was with them now 
24-7. Before the pandemic, things were fine between us. We even had plans to go on a nice vacation together. Wasn't planning my wedding, but we were serious enough. After the break, uh, I told him my needs weren't being met and things needed to change if we were to go keep going, uh, if we were going to work. He responded with super vague answers saying how it's been hard, a hard time for him. I felt he really hurt because he didn't bother to ask how I was coping or empathize with the lack of communication making me feel like shit. A week later, I told him he wasn't giving me what I needed and that is okay if he didn't want to be in a relationship. I just wish he would have had a, we had this conversation sooner. He responded with this confusing text. You ready? I'm sorry I wasn't available when you needed me, but I had my own issues to take care of. You're the sweetest person I've ever met. You brought me great moments of joy and happiness. I love you and will be there if you ever need me. My question to you is, do you think he was genuinely going through something that he couldn't communicate or were his actions deliberately pushing me away so I'd call it off with him? Either way, it is what it is. Just wanted your thoughts on why he acted this way. Ida, what do you think? Anything? It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like either or doesn't matter. It is bondage. The what you have to deal with and accept is that he doesn't want to be with you and he cares about you as a person. And did it probably didn't know how to process. But what I will say, because I'd like to always take into consideration, 2020 has been traumatic as fuck for everybody. Mm-hmm. People have processed things very differently. We've gone from, you know, the Kobe dying, which we thought was the worst thing that could happen in 2020, to a pandemic, racial riots. Uh, it, it's just so extreme. And people are just reevaluating their lives. They're processing depression. They're dealing with so many issues, which people don't think men get depressed. And sure. uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, and the truth of it is, is that it probably is too much to feel like you have to emotionally, uh, you know, take care of somebody else while you're dealing with all of the stuff, which men are not allowed socially. Yeah. The, you know, the latitude to have to go, to go through things. So, I just think she should just she should appreciate that he he said that to her because I thought that was kind and that was it's, the best he could give her. It's it's very interesting what you said and it comes with a lot of empathy for this guy because I feel that way too. I've been in a lot of 10-month relationships where I like the person a lot but I just wasn't ready to take on the responsibility of a relationship. Yeah. And and I think you know it, it always ends up into this was that an excuse? Well, yeah, it was an excuse to get the fuck away from you and not and get away from the responsibility of being someone's partner. And we we can't minimize that being someone's partner is a different game. You have to answer the text. You have to say, how are you? You have to go. How would the call go? And what's your feelings like? And let me hear the story. And like, uh, you know, some of that stuff isn't easy. And 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 he's not saying I think it's for him, it was probably so hard. And the reason he's bringing up what guys do a lot, too, is they'll go, oh, I'm going through something because they they and they keep it vague because they know women will understand Mm -hmm. that going through something. They 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 make it almost unhealthy. They make it vague so the women can't fix it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so that they right. can use it to get out. But yes. it's all, you, you know, like they, it, which fine, that's his right. But to say that like that isn't enough of a reason, then you're not really empathizing. Like, like she wants us to write, like she would have been, like she wants him to write back, I have a, this mental disorder. And it's like, 
No, he l- thinks you're great, thinks you're cute. He doesn't, and he's not dumping you. He's dumping the responsibility. And and yeah. it's and it feels like to me when he got super vague, and it feels like he was a little bit of of a wuss. Yeah, and he decided, he, and he didn't really. You know, he he didn't pull the trigger. If and you said, I wish you had done it earlier. That's just him being human. Like yeah. everyone avoids conflict. So but like, she pulled I, the trigger, though, right? She, she did. said. He, she said. Uh, and I love how wor- she did. This is not working for me. I don't think. That. And he said, "Okay, that's yeah. what happened, right? That's the subtext, yeah. right? Sure. And so now you want to know what's the reasoning behind it? The reasoning behind it is, first of all, the reason I have empathy is because in her email she said he got really sick. Mm-hmm. So now you think about somebody in 10 months, right? You're getting this email mm-hmm. now. Pandemic, got real sick. All of the stuff that's happened this mm-hmm. year, which is traumatic all on its own. You got yeah. real sick. You just met somebody just 10 months ago and you have all this stuff uh, 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 going on. You got to take emotional inventory and say right now, you know, I, she said it. He was very sick. Well, also respect the idea that this is a big moment for everyone, not just you. And and Absolutely. I think like like the amount of people moving out of major cities right now is crazy because people yeah. are going, this ain't worth it. I, life is too good to be spending, wasting time. People are having moments. And I think the 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 probably the the weird part is that we're it's not like. You know, we're going. It's not like you're going through having a baby. It's like we're all going through a huge moment at the same exact time. So people are, you know, so it's like you. She even says in her email, she's like, I was feeling anxiety and he didn't ask about it. Well, you're getting to realize what type of partner he is right now at this age. Yes. You know, and and you're just putting being put face to face with someone who's not good enough for your standard. And I'm happy she got out. But I think wondering about his situation and whether he was just enough. Yeah, I agree with you. We are sponsored people. The J train podcast is brought to you by hello fresh, get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. Let me, let me just tell you, I am such a fan of what HelloFresh does, not just for the delicious food, because that is just without saying i mean the recipes are amazing they got garlic you could add extras extra proteins or sides like garlic bread uh easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need unlike other food boxes HelloFresh is fresh it's right in the name they source over 90 percent of their ingredients from uh, the growers right now, you're probably cooking at home more than ever. HelloFresh will take some of the stress out of shopping and meal planning with contactless delivery. Okay, so what I love more than anything is that there's so few opportunities to start a task, do the task, complete the task. That mentally feels amazing and, and and now right now with whatever's going on in the world just something to put on a podcast see the picture that HelloFresh sends put out all the ingredients put it all together take a picture at the end compare it to the one that you got in the box that is 
a mental feast as much as these delicious feasts that HelloFresh puts together. So that is what I love about them because you get done with them and you go, hmm, I accomplished something. I climbed that mountain. And I, I think that is worth giving HelloFresh a try. So and if you're and if you're overcooking, HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean that there's less prep for you and less food waste. Again, that's another thing. You get the ingredients. There's no thought of like, oh, did I put enough? Did I screw this? No, no, no. You're gonna do a great job. That's what this is all about. They're committed to giving back. HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019. And this year is stepping up their food donations uh, amid the coronavirus crisis. So that's nice. You're getting something great, and they're going to do something great for you for being a part of their company. So I, I love everything about it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash JTrain80. Let me say that again. HelloFresh.com slash JTrain80 and use code JTrain80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. One more time, go to HelloFresh.com slash JTrain80 and use code JTrain80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Get with HelloFresh. I love what they're doing. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Can we do You got time for one more? Do one more. Do one Let's more, do yeah. one more quick question. This girl wrote, I have a quick question for you. Probably best suited for your quick hits quest. No, it's suited for now. I know you've said in the past, you've listened to podcasts all the time uh, and you often listen to them as you're falling asleep. How did you change that? Now that you have a serious girlfriend, do you put headphones in or stop listening to them all at night? Or do you listen, uh, both listen together at night? So Ida, how do you get to sleep at night? I, I, that's how, okay. that, that question is so hilarious. Because how do you sleep at night? No, no, no. It's how, do you have a do you have a method to the way you get to sleep? <laughs> no, it's it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm traumatized from 2020, so <laughs> I have a really bad insomnia. So I, you know, if you people are like, girl, you tweet sometimes at 2:30 in the morning and sometimes <laughs> at nine in the. It's like there are times where I'm it's 4:45 a.m. and I'm playing spades online. I, like I, I I I see right now. Last night I was up at three and then four and then five and I yeah I I've been not sleeping well at all recently. I don't because I'm like I feel like I'm in that movie. What's the the scary movie where you didn't know what the death would like come and uh it would they have a bunch of them that. You the it started with the plane and then the everybody oh, died. Um, final destination. Final that de- I feel like I'm in, like what's gonna happen next? Am I, I know. Next? I, you know, I like- know. I I I have that thing where I go to Twitter and I just like go to the um, oh, tre- to- the trending yes. page and you're just Same. like what's who's gotten got you know yeah. and you love that moment and, and and it's um. I do listen to podcasts to go to bed. I'm very lucky that my girlfriend she falls asleep with the TV on. So she's okay with noise. I I really want to buy one of those pillows that you can plug your iPod or your phone into. <laughs> because I do. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So um, I, I, but it is funny to think of us falling asleep together to a single podcast. Like that's never happened. Like usually she falls asleep first and then I'll turn it on. 
uh, once she's asleep, but like I kind of feel okay. She hasn't said anything yet, but like I feel okay since she's a TV sleeper. That yeah. like I, I'm okay with it, but she has said she's like, is that the voice I hear in the morning sometimes? Like um, she'll hear a podcast that I'm listening to. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to find. Like I think that's like an underrated thing with like who you end up with. It's like being on similar sleep things that could. I would. I saw there was a there was a weird addiction show. You know that show that like they talk about weird addictions. Yes. This girl. This woman had an addiction to sleeping with her blow dryer. And like putting it next to her in the bed. And like, I remember they interview the boyfriend. He's like, it's driving me crazy. You know, like, uh. and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, you got to figure that shit out. But I, I do still listen to podcasts to go to bed, but I, I, I'm like you, Ida. I'm, I'm up all night long. And like the minute I get, the minute I get my phone in my hand, it's like, it's as if I had a cup of coffee. Like it just, it's yeah, bad. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, but you, I, next time I come back, we got to talk about this girlfriend. Cause the last time I did the podcast, you didn't have a girlfriend. I have a girl. We moved in together mid pandemic. This is, nice. uh, it's been a lot of changes, but I'm, I'm very happy and I'm happy you came on. Uh, Ida, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you for having e- me. Everyone go follow Ida right now. She's so funny. She's so great. And go listen to Truth Serum or go watch Truth Serum Fridays at noon Pacific time at Funny Ida. Funny A-I-D-A. Go follow right now. But it's going to be in the description of the episode and I'll be pushing out her account so you can all go follow her. Ida, thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. Miss you guys. I can't wait to get back to New York. I miss you too. I'm Jared Freed. We're here Monday through Friday. Keep sending your emails. We'll be back next episode. Boom.